Ready for its presents. Biffy Randy Quiz. Hashtag Desert Dialogue. Biffy Randy Quiz. Hidden Paul. Biffy Randy Quiz. Stand by your woman. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to Fifty Randy Quaid's presents. Hashtag Desert Dialogue. A hashtag TV talk series. Our second series. Hidden Palms. I am your host with the most Nicolas Cage movies. I am the Fresh Prince of Con Air. The Prime Millennial. Your boy, Chuck Banner. And with me, the greediest guest in the game. You know that's fucking wrong. I am the greatest co-host in the known universe i am more popular than assless chaps i am jt money no one wants to see that everyone needs to see that ask our beloved listeners they know all about it all right so we watched episode seven and this is episode seven stand by your woman see on youtube they don't have the episode titles so all i'm watching is hidden palms Episode 7. So I don't know the episode title because I don't look shit up for this thing until, boom, right here I look at this sheet. Stand By Your Woman makes perfect sense because later in the episode, Jesse Joe was singing Stand By Your Man, the Tammy Wynette classic. You are very correct, sir. Thank you. This was, of course, created and written by Kevin Williamson with guest writer... Brian M. Holman. And of course, directed by Dan Lerner. And this was the second in a two-pack, the second two-pack on the CW for Hidden Palms. So this aired June 27th, 2007 on the CW. Beautiful. And now, the brief overview of... Stand by your woman. Courtesy of Tubi. Cliff tries to win back Nikki while fending off Berea's advances. Man, they're not kidding around when they say brief summary. Like, they barely cover <laughs> anything. You know, I, that's very... I mean, that does cover, like, like, a good third of the episode, though. Sure, very brief. But it doesn't even mention Johnny, Nikki, or, or Jesse Joe. At least Johnny and Jesse Joe's are going up there. I could see not mentioning Karen, Tess, and Bob and all of that. I get that. Yeah, there should have been like a little... Meanwhile, Jesse Joe has a party. So, all right, before we dive into this, and it feels like obviously the answer is yes, but at this point, from what they give us, is Johnny the main character of this show? Or at this at this yeah. point, have they like kind of divvied things up enough that... It doesn't feel like the focus is so strong on him. Now, obviously, in the beginning, it was. I feel like they did a good job of, by this point, getting to point where everybody feels like they have more of an equal share. Like, they're starting to build and flesh out these characters a little bit more. So, we start to want to see them more, which means that the show can't be Johnny-centric. But this still does ultimately circle around johnny just like in the oc like the show starts off kind of being about ryan oh yeah and how they need to figure out how to integrate him into the show and then they flush out and build all these characters 
and you get a universe, but then the show does, it, it still does have a Ryan sort of like, everything's built kind of around the fact that this kid is there. I think that Ryan feels like the main character throughout all of the OC, even when shit isn't about him. I think they do a good job of keeping him in focus as the through line for everything. And shit, shit almost always kind of centers around elements that he brings into the world or he reacts to that are brought into his world. Like, it's almost always about Ryan. So far, that's true of Johnny, too. Well, and that's what I was getting at with this is where I feel like that's where they've done a good job of like starting off with that with Johnny. And then like in these last couple episodes, this episode too, like it really starting to to flesh out these other characters and give them more depth so that we want to know more about them. So it's not going to focus all on Johnny, even though all the storylines inter like have Johnny interwoven through all of them. I only ask because the show we did previously, Dawson's Creek, although you made a good point in saying that just because his name is in the title doesn't mean it's referring to him because it's Joey who gets on the creek to go to Dawson's. But with his name being in the title, you look at it as being it's a show about him is the implication. You expect that at least. It's true that Joey is mostly the main character, though, despite her name not being there. Now, in this case... And in the OC's case, neither name was in the title. But the show does start out in both cases being like, here's some bullshit that happened in this dude's life that led him to where he's at now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think they've done a good job so far, and especially in this episode. So like, it starts off with like, so there's this whole like big opening period, right? Before we cut to fucking all the kids in that one little area the the opening scene the opening title scene oh god i hate it so much (laughs) so before that we get this like opening right with johnny and he's got these two bags the one bag we don't see again in the episode but the other one the brown leather one yeah he just kind of like that's probably his club bag like he's got his swimsuit no that's uh that's the bag that the dress came brown one that's what I assume. It looked like the bag that they had grabbed from uh, Cliff's room. I don't remember what that bag looked like, but you're probably right. But he did put the bag into the blue backpack or whatever, or the dress into the blue backpack. Yeah, he puts it into his backpack. And so then, like, he goes into the kitchen, and Bob and Karen are like, Bob's trying to be, like, apologetic for, like, the other night when he was, like, you know, questioning their relationship, basically. And Karen's like not having any of it. Well, like, once Johnny walks in the room, she's like, "Not now, Bob. I don't want to do this in front of the kid." And Bob's like, "Well, what if I want to do it?" Well, Bob's like, "Dude, we're a family. We got to figure this out, right? Well, we shouldn't just sweep shit under the rug right now." And she's like, "Not now, John." And he's all like, "Ooh." And she's like, "I'm sorry." And again, Johnny's in there too. <laughs> he watches this whole shit go down. He doesn't say a word. Bob just like walks out and it's like oh fuck and they just that's when they cut away from there uh and then we go to to jesse joe's like apartment and he's waking up nikki and he's all like hey girl you gotta help me get fixed up because like i just changed my dance routine or something and my big number and we're about to have this sweet fucking show tonight or tomorrow night. And you got to help me get all fucking jazzy. Yeah, up. 36 hours. There's a big drag music review that's going on. Jesse Joe's the headliner. Seems like Jesse Joe's like the coordinator of the whole thing. Like the leader of the crew. The the elderly drag queen. 
uh, of the area. And yeah, he's like, we got to do this right now. And girl, I need all the help because you've been sleeping on my couch. And that's when your boy Ding Cliff dong. shows up and he's all like, hey, girl, let me holler at you. And Jesse Joe's like, do I need to shoot you with a gun? Basically, that's like, Jesse Joe's like, I would love to shoot you right now. Let's just put that right out into the open. I would love to fill you with buckshot, bitch. Like, exact words. And Nikki's all like, hold on, Jesse, I got this. And he's all like, hey, girl, how you how you doing? I'm sorry that you saw another woman make it out with me. But, you know, I had to let her down, let her down easy and be like, girl, I'm all Nikki's girl. So how about well, he, it, baby? He gets into this whole thing where like how he feels bad right now. And she's like, how did this apology end up turning into me feeling sorry for you? I don't think so. And she's like, nope, I'm standing my ground. And she slams the door in his face, and Jesse Joe's all like, mm-hmm. Now, while he's standing there, his phone rang, and he ignored it. As he's walking back to his car, his phone rings again, and he ignores it. He looks at his phone. Two missed calls from Maria Nolan. I thought it was three. Uh, it's two in that scene, from what I recall. They say later it's a total of four. But then it, it looked like there was like another one well, on there. When he sees her later, he says it's a total of four calls. So we know that that many happened. It's a lot. Oh, man, dude, like, I don't know. So, Strong-willed man. So now, or boy. Now we cut over. I wouldn't be able to say no to her. I, I Dude, and even in this situation, even in, like, all of the... No, you're fucking... You wouldn't have eaten... No, uh-uh. Wouldn't have happened. Be hard not Wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't happen. So, all right, let's go over to Liza's garage, because that's where Johnny is, too. And she's pissed with him still. And yeah, she's all like, I ain't talking to you. And Johnny's all like, well, listen here, girl. Do you know this little information I got that Nikki told me? Oh, yeah. Cliff and Maria pretty much about to bang in my room. She's like, no way. There's something I got to show you that might have something to do with that. Yeah. And then she pulls up like, she's like, oh, I saved all of our video chats. So for as much as Eddie... Everyone talks about how he wrote everything down, documented everything that way. Eliza's been recording everything and just saving it. She's got a folder called, like, Video Archives right on her desktop. Like, what else is she recording? Probably all of her experiments and shit, too. Probably. That makes sense. It all started there. Then she just started recording everything. Then she became a cam girl. Gotta get that money. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying get that money. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So she shows him the video of, what was it? Like, oh yeah, Eddie being like, I know my mom's cheating on my dad and I don't know who with, but if I find that motherfucker, it's going to be <laughs> click clack season on a motherfucker. Okay, so let me give you his direct quote because I thought it was so funny. He said, um, I'm going to find out, I'm going to confront my mom and the jerk that's been banging her. <laughs> like, what? Why would you put it that way? Why would you call him a jerk? When he's been like banging your mom, a jerk. Like, why would you go? Fucking why would you jerk. go with the term banging when it's your mother? <laughs> like, there's a motherfucker that's been sleeping with my mom because the first one is actually accurate that time. <laughs> this motherfucker, <laughs> this fucking jerk. It's even, even uh, you can't put an F word in hidden palms, I guess. But this jerk, such a jerk. This jerk that's banging my mom. So basically, Liza's like, because of this, that's Cliff's motive. And still, Johnny's like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I still think it's it's a leap because those are the reasons for 
Eddie to kill Cliff, not the other way around. Eliza's like, well, Cliff isn't dead. And I'm like, okay, but Liza, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either, though, still. And then, so basically the only way that I would think of it would be there that that Eddie in that situation would die accidentally. This episode raised a few more questions about what might have happened that evening, as we'll get to... Let's just say oh, yeah. I don't. I still don't think Liza is the culprit in any way because it wouldn't make sense if they go with the person who's raising the red flag is the person who did it. That's fucking stupid and awful writing. So I got to rule her out as being more involved in the death than she is. She's clearly more involved, but that's hardly a surprise. We'd even brought I, it up a few times in the past about how they were probably banging. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think that her and Greta and, I don't know, I feel like Cliff might even be out of the woods. We're going to get to that. We're definitely going to get Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's move on to Johnny and Greta, my favorite fucking people in the world. He's knocking on her door and he wants to talk. Oh, so hold on. This is where we get the opening the, like the opening you, credits thing. I do thing. love bringing up the opening credits. <laughs> I just want our listeners to know that if they haven't watched this episode, all this has happened in like the two minute window before do the show starts. You want me starts. to note every time there's a commercial break because I put a space in my notes every time it happens just so just to break. No, I up. stopped doing well, that. For me, it's just it gives a point in the page that kind of breaks things up for my eyes when I'm reading. Anyway, no, but they do start this like main part of the episode here with uh the first of a few skip and maria interactions i was gonna consolidate it and do johnny and greta first but okay yeah let's do skip because it's a big part of this entire episode i know that's why i was kind of like pushing it off till after johnny and greta but you're in control here not me i'm gonna shut the fuck up well i mean it just happens first so i figured we'd go with it just a greedy guest what do i fucking know about anything so obviously skip's got a reputation right and from a distance, Tess sees, because Tess is walking into the country club as well, and she sees Skip leaning over to say something to Maria, and her mind's going wild. Like, what the fuck is she say- he's saying to Before Maria? Before Tess is even there, though, Maria comes up to Skip, and Skip is immediately like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you're supposed to be laying low. We shouldn't be seen together. She's like, she's like, I've done this shit for a year. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I want to be out there banging fucking young dudes named Cliff. And he's like, listen, from what I can tell, this case is shut and closed, suicide over, don't go crazy on me here. Don't ruin this for us. And that's when Tess walks in. Those two, like Maria takes off, Tess and Skip are talking, and Skip has no time for Tess asking about Maria. Yeah, she's like, she's like, so what was uh, Maria doing whispering sweet nothings into your ear there, mate? And skips all like hey listen here tess uh we're good friends like don't be getting jelly on me okay girl basically how so how about how about dinner tomorrow night and she's like i don't think so bitch i've got plans tomorrow night she's like yeah i got plans i'm going to see this sweet fucking drag show and you're not invited girls night only she Hmm. wisely doesn't say where she's going so he can't tail her there Correct. Just just to point out for our listeners, because that's a mistake. If you're trying to avoid someone, don't tell them where you're going. Yes, yes, yes. Bad yes, idea. Yes. That's why... I don't know if she's necessarily trying to avoid Skip, though. She's obviously trying to bang him. Yes, but part of that game is hard to get, and I don't think bringing Skip to the drag show is going to be somewhere that's going to work out for Skip very well. Yeah, but I agree with Skip you would probably get super weird there. 
Not in a good way. I don't mean that as like he's going to find some sort of inner awakening. I mean like he's probably going to do something offensive. <laughs> yeah, I could buy that. So, uh, well, can we get to Johnny and Greta? Again, I said my favorites. Yeah, and well, I mean, like, it's funny because they actually do something. They, like, make fun of what you had been pointing out for, like, episodes. Maybe that's why I was in such a hurry to get to it. Because Greta basically throws into Johnny's face one of my biggest complaints about Johnny. He's a flip-flopping little motherfucker. Even Cliff has been thrown in his face and does it a couple of times this episode. Like, Johnny, get your fucking head. If you're going to have all these wild theories, shut your fucking mouth about it until you have a solid answer. Because you keep playing your hand for every person you're talking to, and eventually you're the boy who cried wolf. Why doesn't he just like write it down in a journal or only talk to one person? Follow Eddie's footsteps, write it down in a journal, and then the ghost of Eddie enters his body. <laughs> so, oh, dude, Ouija board on this show, like they did on Dawson's Creek, in the bedroom. Oh, well, at least on this show, it makes sense, too. Like, dude, that would be so wicked. Oh, it made sense in Dawson's Creek, too. It's just teenagers playing Ouija board. Yeah, but I mean, like, this time they're trying to talk to dead oh, Eddie. Bro, I would love it so much. Like, who killed you, my, Eddie? Who killed you? This is episode eight is not a Ouija board episode. Oh, Shit. So. All right. Well, anyway, basically, he's like, I believe you, girl. I believe you now. And she's like, whatever, bitch. Make up your mind about what's going on and get the fuck out of here. He's like, no, I totally believe you. Here's the dress to prove it. And she's like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And he's like, you do whatever you want with it, girl. Now no one can hold it against you, girl. Unless you want them to hold it against you, girl. I'll hold it against you, Here's girl. Here's the thing, though. Is Greta less, more involved, rather, than I have decided to give into on this right now? I think Greta is a completely innocent bystander who was a victim of circumstance. She came in there and just cradled his dead body. What if the ultimate issue came down to being between Greta finding out about Liza and confronting Eddie about it? But Liza, See, but I Liza feel like never, they want us to think. That. I know maybe they do, but they're introducing it late enough in that it could be like now they're putting the pieces in place. Maybe we should have been. Yeah, maybe and we should have been like, suspecting Liza all along. They're also trying to tell us that it was, like, potentially Skip. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying... No, no, I think it's for frame for frame job purposes. Skip was cleaning up the mess, literally, in that, well, he was framing the, the, the scene, is what he was doing in that video, but doing a cleanup job in a certain respect. But I don't think he did the shooting, no. It's so crazy, because I, I've seen this... this show this is my third time watching the show and i don't remember any like of how it turns we're gonna get out into a lot more of this when we get to the questions you have for me at the end we're kind of opening up a bottle that will fully uncork later so let's jump over to karen and bob again let's talk about those adults real quick they've they've got this like back and forth throughout like the majority of this episode where they're just kind of like fighting and bob is like pushing her and just being like dude karen we gotta talk this out like we can't just like have this thing be out there and just ignore it and think that everything's gonna be fine but karen responded with something that i said last week and she's like because he said something like i wish i would have expressed myself differently and she's like or not at all i don't know why you needed to bring it up in the first place and now he makes a point that 
is fair and comes back later where he's like, oh, was that a healthy relationship, do you think? Like the one that you had? And okay, again, fighting with these jabs that maybe are unnecessary. Yeah, and then she's like, I don't fucking think so, Bob. Not fucking now. And Bob's all like, well, at least you said my name, right? Oh, like, again, just... It's like he's just trying to one-up her here. Like, he's not even trying to, like... Because at this point, I feel like he's like, all right, no matter what I say, I'm the bad guy, so let me just go down. I might as well get my jabs in while I'm here. Yeah, I might as well get my fucking little fucking two cents in because I'm going to have to grovel Dangerous game to play, but he played it. Cliff keeps playing a dangerous game by popping up out of nowhere. He's, like, darting around the country club. Like, literally, like... Like a snake around each corner, like looking until he spots Johnny and like. Well, I feel like they're really trying to push it in hard that he's unraveling because he's about to get found out of potentially murdering Eddie. But I think, I think he's a red herring. I've been fully convinced up until the last episode, fully convinced that Cliff was directly involved in the murder. But this episode offers a lot of com compelling information that i think it's either intentionally supposed to throw me off the case and it's still cliff but i don't know and again we'll get to it and he's like i need you he gets the johnny he's like i need you to talk to nikki for me nikki's his big concern in this episode well two he's got two big concerns maria and nikki and he deals he deals yeah. with each of them and johnny's like i don't think so and cliff's like yeah but the maria thing i'm sorry it was just a one-time thing what was i supposed to do and he's all like yeah well what about eddie and he's like He's like, yeah, he found out and I killed him. Is that what you want me to say? And like, I'm just like, dude, every time we see Cliff saying something <laughs> like this, it's like it comes across super fucking aggressive. This one felt less. This one felt like more like he was actually concerned than he was threatening like he has been in other ones. Because afterward, he even says he's like, stop playing Scooby-Doo and like takes off. But it feels like he's more preoccupied with other things than the murder well yeah he's definitely more preoccupied with maria trying to suck his dick and while he's trying to get back with but that Nikki. makes me believe if that's his priority over this rising murder situation he's probably not the murderer or maybe probably not isn't that the that's kind of where i was going with it too because i was like he seems way more into trying to get his girl he's back he's also an obsessive fucking weirdo so that might not be a healthy thing that he's doing right now either you know what i mean it could just be another sign of how crazy he is yeah i mean i know he's he's fucked but they haven't made him see like he's fucked yeah but they've made maria seem 10 times more fucked Oh, my God. They've done a great job of being like, she is a psychopath. Yes. They brought her in. They just Who made her wild. I love. Um, yeah. Crazy. But this is where the first seeds of doubt really started popping in my brain. Like, maybe Cliff, like I've been saying about Greta the whole time, just showed up. That's kind of what I think happened. Maybe, like both of them have said, they were at the club and left to go. But it still doesn't add up. Why neither of them can decide on who left first? Why does that matter? I think it's just uh, it's just how they both remember it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's back. Let's get back to Skip. Speaking of Greta, let's get to Skip and Greta. Yeah. So it's like they have this little weird interaction where Greta kind of like goes into Skip's office while Skip's like doing his fucking research, looking over the fucking Eddie case, 
he's kind of like secretly looking at it though in his office like he's not like openly showing her what he's looking at no yeah he's not he doesn't have it all splattered out on the table no uh but she yeah she comes in and brings it up and he's all like what do you think about that girl and he's like she's like i just been thinking about it for a while now like i don't know like everything's good like right? how did no she's like how did you make that go away just we were talking about it the other night like what did you mean by that specifically and she's like come on and he's and he's like come on girl like like you know like i just went in there and be like hey man i'm friends with the nolans like my sister's dating the deceased like everybody's been through enough pain dude not only did he just go in there, though, he made it a point to say he golfs with a bunch of guys in the DA's office. So he didn't just go in yeah. there and be like, yo, hook me up. Like, these were his boys. They were gonna hook him up. But here's a funny thing I thought about what he said. He was like, yeah, suicide is tough enough. I didn't want anyone to feel worse. So like, yeah, but last time you were talking to her, you made a heavy implication that you knew that it wasn't suicide so why are you playing a game with her right now like i i don't know it was well because now he's trying to cover it all up again because questions are getting asked and if questions start getting asked again like it might be a little suspect especially if some new evidence comes to well, light it's like okay cool that's the end of this conversation for now it takes off he puts that case file back in his desk right next to what i'm assuming is the gun. Yeah, why would he still have that gun? It's either that or he's got another gun that he just keeps in his house, which I suppose is possible. But Yeah, I guess that's possible that's, too, but I felt like they almost were implying that it was the gun oh, used to kill I'm Eddie. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was, and that is a great question. Why would you still have that? Well, why isn't that in like evidence? It was never at the scene, I don't think. Wasn't it? Was it? Well, wasn't it in the picture? I guess it would have. Yeah, it had to have been. So yeah, why does he have... Did the cops... If that ends up being the gun that killed Eddie... The cops just gave him the gun because it, it has evidence on there that wasn't logged that... They well, can't yeah, prove. that's going to be a big plot hole if it turns out that that is the yeah, weapon one, that killed Eddie. With one episode left, I can't wait for that that gigantic plot hole to rear its head. That almost brings us back to a question that we had a couple episodes where it was like, now do you think that uh, an additional couple episodes would potentially be useful? I think I would have answered yes to that from episode one because eight is not enough if you don't know it's only going to be eight. If you know it's only going to be eight, you can make it work. If you know it's yeah. only going to be four, you can make it work. If you know it's going to be whatever your parameters are. But they went in thinking this was going to be at least 13, right? So that's five episodes they didn't get to put onto their story. That's a lot of a season. Yeah, that's like more than half of what they actually ended up with. Yes, a couple more episodes would have been great. And I don't think we're going to get satisfactory answers in the next one. All right, so then we get to uh, Greta and Liza at the country club. And Greta's, like, being real friendly with Liza. And she's like, you know, Liza, I knew that you and Eddie were best friends. And I was his girlfriend. But we never really, like, hung out. Like, now that we got a second chance, let's not, like, miss out on this advantage that we got. And Liza's like, yeah, I may have prejudged you. We don't really know each other. And Greta's like, I heard some really nice things about you from a very reliable source. And Liza's like, oh, oh Johnny, oh, sweet Johnny boy. And Greta's like, oh, no, girl, it was our boy, Abby. Now they're both wet. <laughs> OK, uh, I'm a, OK, I can't say this for the end. One of my questions for you is how how 
were Liza and Eddie secret friends if everybody fucking knew they How were did friends? Everybody know they were friends. Cliff and Greta both That's two know. people who were very closely involved in Eddie's life. So I don't think it was a secret to them. I think it was a secret to the majority of the world, and maybe not even a secret so much as people just didn't give a fuck. And they didn't hang out in public, so no one thought about it. I think Greta, I don't think... Yeah, they just had secret video chats and secret sex. I think sex. Liza and Eddie thought they had a secret relationship, but Cliff and Greta knew, and they're both calculating enough people to just either keep it to themselves, well, Cliff is that way, or Greta didn't find out until right there at the very end, like I suggested earlier. And then it became an issue. But we'll get to it later. We'll get to your little thing you just said later too. So so we find out earlier, Johnny's like, yo, Karen, I'll be home late tonight. I'm going to this drag queen thing for Jesse Joe later. And Karen's all sad and shit on the couch. And she's like, um, yeah, I'll get through it, man. It's fine that I called Bob John. It doesn't matter. See ya. And Johnny's like, okay, I'll see ya. So Karen is all fucked up right now. She's all out of her mind. Uh, so Tess comes by later, and she's hanging out. She's all like, yo, let's go to this Jesse Joe show. So Johnny didn't mention that Jesse Joe's show was the drag queen show, and Tess only mentions that it's the drag queen show and not that it has anything to do with Jesse Joe. So as far as they know, they're not going to the same they're place. They're not tonight, necessarily going to the I same Which I think is show. funny. I like that. But in this moment, Karen's telling Tess about what happened and all this. Bob comes in, and he's got a big smile on his face. He's trying to be friendly. He's trying to be cool. Tess says hi. Karen's just got the dead eyes. Just, like, staring. Says nothing. Does nothing. And Bob's like, well, gotta go. Tess is like, ooh, you cut that tension with a knife, girl. Karen is just, like, she, it's like, and I know this isn't what was going on, but it's like she was, like, zoned out on pain pills or something yeah she looked real weird like we'll get to it we'll get to it later she's having some big issues right now johnny and nikki are hanging out again well jesse joe's working well it's because they bring up cliff that i wanted to point this out uh because jesse joe's super worried about nikki and her boy troubles and doesn't want her hanging out with this man trash and and fucking her life up and that's a direct quote and that is a legitimate yeah uh, quote and but still, Johnny, or still Nikki's like, ooh, I love this guy. Like, I'm super into it. Like, I know he's fucked up, but like, I'm into it. And then Greta walks in, and Johnny invites her to the drag queen show. So th- we've got our night set. This this is, again, another one that felt very much like an OC sort of thing. But also, because remember the drag queen show on Dawson's Creek that, that Constance yeah. Freckling hosted? Ooh, I can't believe I remembered that name. I did not remember the name. I barely remember that there was a drag queen oh, show. I got it. Um, I'm not going to remember. I was going to see if I could remember one of the drag queen's names, but I'm not going to be able to do it. I can make one up and you'd have to fact track me. But I couldn't even tell you one of the drag queen's names from this show. Now let's cut to Cliff and Maria. Oh, yeah. When Maria's all like, hey, boy, how you doing? And she's like, she sticks her hand way up into his ass. Completely credit cards him. <laughs> And he at first was like, oh, damn, Nikki. Oh, you ain't Nikki. Um, By the way, we're done. It was fun the one time. But I don't want to sleep. I don't want to bang you no more, Maria. Uh, no, he specifically says, I don't want to bang my dead friend's mother anymore. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, you're just going to lay it out there like that. <laughs> and she's all like, hey, hey, I deserve that young dick. Give it and to he me. Goes, 
basically is what yeah, he she says. says. Fuck you when he gets in his golf cart and drives away. And Skip kind of like sees us all from a this distance. This motherfucker is always just kind of seeing things from off in the distance. Like he is a master at that. Like he was doing it. In- Dude, everybody in this show is just like hiding things from people and seeing things from a distance. They just live those kind of lives, I guess, where that's part of the the game. There's murder involved too, though, so the stakes are high. But I just think it's so, like, when they showed that shot, like, I didn't have any inkling in my mind that anyone else was going to get involved in that scene. I figured it was just going to be nope. Cliff and Maria confrontation. He rolls out scenes over. But all of a sudden... But it does make sense. No, it makes... That skip no, it makes perfect it. sense why they do it. Like, I, I, I it, they bring it up later, but just all of a sudden they could do a shot of skip driving up almost over this small little hill with his eyes on it being like oh shit and i'm like of course skip of all people would just be riding up and spot this but then we get to the drag queen show and karen and tess are drinking martinis getting hammered so hammered that they're gonna get up on stage here in a little bit but not before johnny comes over and he's all like hey mom hey tess how you doing uh you ladies be cool tonight. I uh, guess <laughs> you didn't realize I'd be here as well, but Jesse Joe's kind of running the whole thing. And so he takes back off to hang out with Greta. Tess turns to Karen and says, uh, quote, he is the prettiest boy here. And when it was funny is uh, I immediately then they cut to Cliff and I was like, oh, she does not know that her Cliffy's like. Well, he's once again frantically searching for someone looking for Nikki because he knows he, she's going to be at this show so he can corner oh, yeah. corner her here. So he sneaks his way backstage and tries to find her. And that's when he like walks up and he sees her and Jesse Joe like immediately shuts the shit down because he stands up and he sees like, he's like, no, you little shit stain. You ain't going nowhere near my little angel. Well, and Cliff fucking, tries to get tough. Cliff's all Cliff like, tries to get tough. He's like, this ain't your house, little man. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, and he's like, this ain't my house, girls. And, like, all the drag queens, like, just fucking form a wall and, like, pretty much shove him out of there. Oh, yeah, and then... <laughs> and Nikki's just, like, towering over all of them, it seems, just kind of being like, that's right, bitch. Get back the fuck up. Well, once again jesse joe threatening cliff like i'm gonna put these fucking heels on i'm gonna stomp a mud hole in your ass walk it dry Stone cold jesse joe god damn right and then we get to uh we cut to the country club because i don't think this is happening at the country club no the drag queen show is somewhere else i, I don't think they say or if they do i don't remember but it's not the country club because that's where skip is drinking every time we see him yeah, so Skip's over there drinking at the bar, and Maria walks up, and she just straight up, like, threatens Skip. Well, like, he comes right out, and he's like, really, bitch? Cliff Wyatt? You be sleeping with this dude? And she's like, none of your business. She'd be like, don't worry about whose dick I'm sucking. Oh, he's like, I thought that shit was over. So right there's confirmation. He already knows that they were That's fucking. That's what makes me think either he's super... Well, no, I guess he... He could have known long before the fate. Eddie night. walked in on Cliff fucking Maria, I bet. It's not the first time someone's walked in on Cliff, Cliff and Maria. I, I would imagine that Skip knew Maria and Cliff were sleeping together before that fateful night of Eddie's death just because he's so observant. Oh, he could have been banging Maria. He had probably. As well. He had possible, but I feel like she's only going for that young boy. 
and doesn't need that nasty old dirtball Skip in her life. Right? If she wanted Skip, she'd just bang her she husband. Fuck Skip twenty years ago. She doesn't need that anymore. But he might have skips his he, real dad. He might have figured Cliffy's it out. Real he might have figured it out ahead of time and been like holding it over her head prior to everything that went down on that night. Maybe who knows? Maybe. Who knows? But anyway, she comes. Yeah, but she doesn't seem like the type of person who would really give a fuck. It depends. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's what led to what happened this night. Things just came to a head. Who knows? Uh, obviously, Maria and Skip become somewhat more important through this episode. Well, it, it get to your point where she threatens him. Yeah, and she's all like, she's like, you know, like everything used to be pen and paper. You know, people record everything these days now, and you can just, you know real quick exchange it and watch it wherever you want and he's all like bitch is that a threat and she's like you'll know a threat when you see it motherfucker and then like they show him at his house a little bit later and the fucking dvd slides underneath <laughs> we shake your head because i think we left some shit out that might be important so i'm going back and trying to read it right now Oh, all I uh, is that Liza overhears this whole conversation. No, no, no. That's kind of that is important to note. Is she was pulling a little skip and hiding behind a corner and listening to? Well, she was like just about to walk around the corner and saw that they were talking, and she kind of like ducks down and goes back. Yeah, skip just happened to be driving up over the hill at the golf course while Maria and Cliff were talking. I don't think it was planned. Sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time, and you put put some yeah. information in your head. Sometimes you hide around a corner. It all just depends on what's going on. There was one thing I did want to point out earlier. It's uh, right before Johnny and Greta get to the drag queen party. They run into Cliff at the club because he is once again just running around looking for people. And he's like, uh, I want to know if Nikki's going to be at the show. And that's where Johnny's like, get the fuck out of here. Leave Nikki alone and all that. And this is where for the second time, Cliff is like, Maria is nutty and unstable and she's crazy. What do you care about it? And Johnny's like, well, there's nutty and then there's homicidal. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Why do you gotta be just straight up telling Cliff that now you're suspecting his girlfriend? Like, are you stupid? What are you doing? And that's when Cliff drops, he just brushes it off. He's like, you need to get laid, pal. And he just takes up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna write that down, and then I was like, ah. I, I wanted to, It was two things. A, because it's, again, I think the second or third time this episode, we've heard someone call Maria crazy. Now, I don't think it's the last. And I thought that was a good line from Cliff. I got to give him props. Maria is like one of my favorite characters in the show. Her and Bob. She's really up the ante on what's going on here. But yeah, Skip in the envelope and the DVD that's in it. Yeah, so there's uh, Skip puts it in the DVD player, right? And he's all like, gotta check this out. Wonder if it's going to be Skip and Cliff banging it out. Or not Skip Oh, it's going to be Skip and Cliff. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine that twist? <laughs> that would be bad footage, I guess, to get from Maria. Because how would she have that footage unless it was videotaped in her son's room? Maybe it was. So yeah, uh, she does send him a videotape of something that did happen in her son's room, and we see her dead son on the floor, and someone like setting the scene for Eddie's suicide. So we get pretty much confirmation that this was not a suicide. So it's his dead body laying on the floor with the pool of blood, as we heard described before. Before A gun comes across the screen. A towel comes across. That picks the gun up and, like, 
places it in Eddie's hand. And it's like, oh, who is it? Oh, who is it? And then the fucking camera, like, pans back. And we see Skip. And then in real time, we see Skip, and he's chugging his drink. And he's like, getting hammered. I'm fucked. And he's fucked. Back at the show, a couple of things we're just going to put together real quick before we move on from the show. Johnny and Greta are having a great time. I think they decide that this is like their first date. And it was better than anyone could have imagined. They're just fully in love. And I'm like, finally, episode seven. You guys had your Dawson and Joey going to the movie theater. They had their moment. Kissing in the rain, changing the weather. Except these two aren't that powerful. They can't change the weather. But things work out well for them. Things work out well for Jesse Joe, too. And for Nikki. They're having a conversation because Nikki's doing all the makeup and stuff. And Jesse Joe reveals that uh, he's got three sons and five grandkids. And he's like, but you know what, Nikki? You're my favorite one. Like, what? This girl you've known for... Let's be generous. Weeks, Let's be maybe? generous a month. So, yeah, weeks. And you're saying you think <laughs> she's your favorite? He did say he always wanted a girl. Fair enough. Yeah. Still weird. Karen and Tess get fucking hammered. They had themselves a good old time. So, really, it's weird that a gigantic event like the Drag Queen would event would go down. No drama happened. There was a flare. Yeah, that is kind of weird. And no drama really did happen. It did. It got uh, curtailed before it could. Yeah, happen. Cliff came in and tried to start some shit, but he got kicked the fuck out. And it turned the event turned out well. That's a rarity in something like this because it's because it, it didn't take place at someone's home or a country club. Correct. Because it's never going to go correctly there. But then we go back to uh, Jesse Joe's home. And Nikki, she's walking the dog, and she's like, come on, you haven't shit in days. Let's do this. And I don't think that's possible, by the way. I'm sure it's possible. It also could be hyperbole. Yeah, probably. I guess. She is like supposed to be a teenage girl. A human being can get constipated. I bet a dog could get constipated. Yeah, I'm sure it probably could. I'm just saying. So anyhow, she's walking this dog. And Cliff rolls up no, and he's like, on, hey, girl, you going to give me a stop shot? It. Cliff doesn't just roll up. Cliff, like, pops up out of the bushes. <laughs> he's one of the creepiest motherfuckers on earth. I don't care if he's not guilty of murder. He is portrayed as a creepy dude. Legit pops out of the bushes. So he jumps out of the bushes like, what's up, girl? You going to forgive me? And Nikki's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You just you. pop out of the bushes? I need you to forgive and, me. And, and yeah, he's all like, I need you. To forgive me no i need it i need it like i need air and she's like you may need that but what i need is and he's like oh you need me and he just starts kissing her and well, then like jesse even, joe was like he even started kissing her she was like you are scaring me and he's like i don't mean to i'm like well that's not the point yeah he's like i don't mean to be scary but you are scaring her let's address that but no instead he just kisses her a bunch and Jesse Joe sees this and he like even walks all the way out to the end of his sidewalk with his hands on his hips like, bitch, really? He's ready to go fight. And Nikki's just kind of like staring at, at him while Cliff is like kissing her neck. And then she like finally like backs up. She's like, you know what? You may need me, but I don't need you. I don't need people like you in my life. You're toxic and I don't need that toxicity following me around, weighing me down like a bad habit. So 
you can get the fuck out. But after he leaves, you can tell that fucking broke her heart to do that. Oh, yeah. She was not super happy about it. Jesse Joe was super happy for her. Smart and call. Cliff was devastated. It's the right call. You know what? If her and Cliff are meant to be, they can work it out when they're older and they've sorted out whatever this shit is right now. But right now, right yeah. now is not the time. And then that's when Karen kind of stumbles in the door. And I'm all like, damn, I hope she didn't drive home. She probably got cash. Because she immediately looks like she's about to pass out because she's sleepy. But she's also drunk. Oh, as her fuck. and Tess were slinging back the martinis, baby. She's hammered. Well, Bob Bob comes in. He's loving it. He's like, looks like someone had a good time. And she's like, maybe a little too good. And then she starts talking shit. Not really talking shit, but she's kind of like, just like laying out her whole life. She's like, man, this wasn't supposed to happen to me. She's like, I had all these plans. I was supposed to go to Europe and I was supposed to see this. And I was supposed just to... like our girl Joey Potter, she was supposed to go to Paris. And and so, like, everybody's supposed to go to Paris, apparently. I don't, I don't, and I she's don't like, this is just Paris. my goal. I'm supposed to do all these things. But, like, then she's like, I got married to John. And then I got pregnant with Johnny. And then John killed himself. And then I married you. I just, I think, I feel like I've been rushing everything. Bob's just like, all right, girl, why don't you get some sleep? Covers her up with a blanket. Kisses her on the I'll forehead. I'll pretend like I didn't hear yeah, any he's of like, this. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed. I'll deal with this tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll just forget it happened. Like, you will probably forget it happened. Hopefully, this is where he takes her advice, and he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to lock this one away in the vault. Especially because she was drunk. Exactly. Sit on that. Just let that simmer in your brain stew for a while. Don't act on it. Maybe try to forget it if you can, but definitely don't say anything about it. Unless it comes up. Yeah, unless she's like, Bob, we need to talk. My favorite, my favorite words. But then we get to the ending sequence where I had written down two oh fuck moments. Are we starting out with Greta and Skip talking? Oh, no. So, like, that was right before, I guess. So, this. I just want to get that out of the way because, once again, Skip is clearly fucking hammered. And he's... Greta was looking at him funny the whole time. She's trying to go upstairs. Well, yeah, she walks in, like, super happy. She had like, a great she's night. like, I just had a great date. It was great. And then Skip's like, hey, girl, like, I'm super glad to see you fucking Johnny. So He's happy. He's like, I'm really glad you're moving on from Eddie. And she's like, is this what you've been sitting around here thinking about all night, dude? It's like, I've been talking about this for days. Well, then he admits to being a shitty father because he's a shitty person. But he's a great. But he's a great lawyer. Great lawyer. Just perfect. And he's like, I wish I knew how to take care of you. But your mom knew. Your mom was great at this shit. She was a beautiful person. And she's all like, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said about her. Well. And he's like, well, I guess that's just one more thing to hate myself about. He just goes back to his drinks and she walks upstairs confused as fuck. And I'm like, Skip, man, you're feeling a whole lot of guilt for what you've been doing. And this whole Eddie situation is bringing everyone to a boil, including you. Oh, yeah. Including you, motherfucker. So I just I just put it out there because Skip came in just like Maria, like a lightning bolt and just was like, Boom, I'm impacting these storylines big time. So, okay, assuming Cliff was hanging out by himself in his room at this hour, what is Tess necessarily going in there to do? She's like, hey, baby. Yeah, she's coming And then she walks in on her son just about ready to bang Well, she's she's coming home drunk, maybe. Yeah, she's not expecting that. And (laughs) he, I guess... Was she going to try to bang her no, son? Uh, well, again, based on many episodes ago, 
the, the thought might have been in the air, but I'm not going to bank on it. I don't know. I guess it is kind of strange that she just comes walking in her son's room at that time of night after drinking at a, at a show all night. But yeah, it's not about why she's there. It's just about what she sees. So you kind of have to, I think, look past the why. Well, Otherwise, like Maria is just in Cliff's room wearing this like a, it's like a white trench coat. Right. And she's laying on the bed. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she stands up and like busts it open. She's like, I think it's obvious what I'm doing here, Clifford. And he's all like, he's all like, no, nah, man, I already told you we're done. She's like, well, we can't be done if we didn't have makeup sex no, no, yet. Breakup, se- breakup like, sex. Oh, yeah. And she's like, why don't you give me one for the road? And I was like, <laughs> yes. How do you say no to that, Cliff? And then Cliff, my man, he does what anybody would do. And he's like, you're right. How can I not fuck you right now? <laughs> so they're going for it, but that's when Tess bursts in. And oh, no. You said... I was you, all like, oh, you fuck. You said two oh shit moments. Literally, my note on that particular does say, oh, shit. Because I didn't expect it. I literally wrote, oh, fuck. I didn't expect Tess to walk in on that. I did not expect that at all to I happen. I thought they were just going to bang it out and they were going to leave it at that. Just so did I. No. So what happens? Are the fallout of that? We'll see. Well, and then my next oh fuck moment is kind of like it's classic or it's classic hidden palms where Johnny's looking for Liza. So he goes to her garage, doesn't find her. And so he's all like, hmm, I guess I'll snoop on her computer. Why is her computer just there and open and accessible right now? Like you walk away from your computer, especially in a garage that you just leave open as well. Like anyone can just walk in, close yeah. your fucking computer. You don't have a uh, an easy fucking password. Well, even she might have just walked inside thirty seconds ago to take a piss or get get a drink or something. And she's planning on coming right back out, and he yeah. just happened to catch that window where it hadn't gone into screensaver, or it wouldn't because she wouldn't be gone that long. I get it; it's possible, whatever. But he pulls up right on her desktop the video archives yeah and he just happens to see oh october 31st isn't that the day that eddie died Mm. let me click that video Mm. and it's a video of what looks like at first glance eddie and greta but turns out to be eddie and liza getting ready to fuck so there was a moment earlier in the episode where greta and johnny were talking about liza and Greta was like, oh, yeah, she had a huge crush on him. And Johnny's like, well, Liza never mentioned that. And Greta's like, well, why would she? You usually don't bring up crushes that nothing happened over, right? And as soon as I, as soon yeah. as I heard that line, I was like, they are going to pull the trigger on Liza and fucking Eddie doing it. But when I didn't see it coming, to be honest. I was super surprised I wasn't by this. expecting them to do it up until I heard that line. As soon as I heard them, like, put the seed in the ground, I didn't think they were going to pull the trigger on it this episode but i was like it's gonna come to light that those two were sleeping together like we kind of fucking thought could have been happening but no then they revealed it right here like they were in eddie's room fucking doing their thing the day he died not only is is it kind of like hey why is your laptop sitting out but why do you think it's okay to just go snoop around on someone else's laptop because he's a detective, man, and detectives just do shit like that. You don't ask permission, you get to the bottom of the mystery. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. if I were in Johnny's position, if I were in that exact moment and everything that happened to him so far had happened to me so far, I'm 
clicking and watching that video too. Hundred percent. I don't think I'm snooping on someone's computer, but I'm abs- this far into this thing, when this motherfucker's been sending me secret messages from this computer in the first place, oh, I'm getting to the root of what's available to me. I'm snooping. Hell yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, I guess when you bring it up like that, it makes a little more sense. I might try and find a way to get a flash drive or something where I can copy that or a hard drive, something to copy that in. And just copy as many videos as you like, can. That would be supposing, like, I wouldn't have one on me then. I wouldn't probably have the time to go get one. So another time in the future, I'd have something on me at all times just in case. But in this particular moment, I'm at least looking at that one from the day of. Hell yeah. I don't know. I might think to to keep one on me after knowing that she's sending me these links and stuff like that. Okay, that's easy to say now, but you were just saying two minutes ago that you wouldn't be snooping on the computer in the first place. So why would you have a flash drive? I mean, me, probably me, probably not. But if I was going to, like, if that thought would have crossed my mind prior to going over there, then yeah, I probably would have put a flash drive. I don't think it crossed his mind to snoop on her computer before going in. It was just a convenient thing that it happened to be there and open. Also, at this time, I don't think flash drives... Or hard drives were cheap. I was working at Best Buy around this time. I think those things were very expensive at the time. All right, yeah. And now I feel like they're just kind of like basically free. Uh, I don't know. I haven't bought a flash drive in a long time. And the hard drives I get are usually at least a couple terabytes. So they're not cheap, but they're not expensive. They're they're way less than what I used to get for like 500 gigs. So that's it. That's the end of that episode right there. So that brings us to the questions. We already kind of brought up one of the questions of like, how were they secret friends? But how, like, what else is Liza hiding from Johnny? I think that's all that's been hidden. I think that she figured those two hooking up was ultimately inconsequential to what happened that day. I, again, I think it's possible that Greta may have found out about Liza, but Liza didn't know that Greta knew. Like, it just happened, and her and Eddie had a confrontation. Like, it literally, she came over after Liza left, and her and Eddie had a confrontation about it. And Eddie's like, "Ah, I don't want to bang it out. I just banged it out. Something kind of happened around that. But Liza doesn't know what's about her, so she doesn't know that Greta knows about her, which is why they're not weird, or she's not weird around her in that way. And it makes sense why Greta... Unless Greta's gearing up to kill Liza. It makes sense that Greta would have just stayed away from her this whole time, continued to stay away from her this whole time. But now that the situation's getting dire, Greta's like, I gotta kind of move in, and I gotta gotta get in with Liza, so I got easier access to Liza. And it would make sense if Cliff is innocent, why he'd be holding out of that dress is something to hold over Greta's head, because she is the actual perpetrator... And he's got that against her because she can somehow frame him for it. If the opposite of what I was saying, that would also make sense to why Skip is covering it up. Exactly. Oh man, I really hope it's not Greta. It's it's almost like the opposite of what I was saying before, where Cliff was guilty and was like blackmailing Greta into looking guilty. It's the other way around. And he was holding on to that dress for insurance, and Johnny just handed it right back to the villain. I hope it's not Greta, but, like, it could Th- be Greta. This episode, well, it comes here, your first question you have written down, because all of these kind of play into what I'm talking about here, uh, is, is the heat off of Cliff for the potential murder of Eddie. The heat's not off yet, but in my mind, this episode did a whole lot to turn the perspective around and point it towards Greta. And obviously that's what it was supposed to do. But I think it's compelling enough that that might actually be what happened. And Greta's been conning from 
the very start in a very clever way using Johnny's love for her against him. Hmm. Very possible. Very um, possible. Yeah. So my other question is what is Tessa's reaction to finding her friend and her son in bed together? Not good. But what do you do? Like, what do you do? She stops being friends with with Maria. That friendship's over. Do they have, like, a cat fight or something? I don't fucking know. Do they end up in the pool at some point? Like, pulling each other's hair? Feels like something that might happen at the country club. Yeah, because it's, like, it's not like Tess can go fuck Maria's son now. I mean, she could, but it would be weird. <laughs> but what, and what does she do to Cliff to, like, forbid him from seeing Maria? Like, was she going to ground him? Like, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, like, especially when it comes out, like, well, how long has this been happening? Well, we've been banging on and off for, like, over a year. Is she going to kick him out of the house? I don't think so. Like, Well, no, because then she'd just be like, hey, go live with Maria, basically. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I don't know. She's not going to have a good reaction, but ultimately, I don't know what she's going to be able to do as far as Cliff is concerned. Maria, she's going to hopefully punch in the mouth. I'm super interested to see what happens from that. Okay, so I hope they pick up right there in the bedroom because if they don't show... So do I. Okay, so if she walked in on them doing it, I understand not flying in a rage at the bed because your naked son is also there with a boner. Weird. (laughs) But since they're still fully clothed, you can just like dive directly at Maria's face with your teeth and nails and tear her apart. What percentage chance is there that Tess tries to join in? Zero. That's her boy. She ain't Sharon. <laughs> Both women feel that way. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> What's the percentage Eddie was fucking Maria? Dude, Maria wasn't even having like him being with Nikki. Yeah, but she might understand a mommy. Maybe she's looking for a threesome. You know, like that would be the only woman she would allow or grandma if she's still alive but on the mama's side but on the mama's side not on the daddy's side hell no <laughs> all right so i've pretty much think that wraps up this episode you can catch us on spotify and apple podcast and of course 50 randy quades where we have all of our podcast uh including our hashtag cage talk our hashtag creek chat but until next time We watch Hidden Palms so you don't have to. Peace out. Yeah.